you happy? That's good. That's good. Um, I'm Zay. That's Brit. That's Brit. I'm Zay. And <laughs> we are back. We are back. BZ Podcast uh, episode. I don't know. I don't want to put a number on this one. We'll put a number when the time comes. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, welcome back again. <laughs> keep saying welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Like, we never coming back. Right. Well, just know that you're appreciated. Thank you for being here and listening. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Listen to us talk. I don't know why people listen to us talk. Oh, that shit. <laughs> we know more than some. Shit. I guess. The fuck? We know more than some. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just learning things and sharing our knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good little, way to put little, it. Little reading rainbow for y'all. Okay. Right. <laughs> the more you know. Ways to go. Reading <laughs> rainbow. Okay. All right. Um, We got a topic for you guys. Mm-hmm. Rick came up with this topic. Mm-hmm. And it is, why do we experience emotions? And I don't think, I think people always talk about emotions, but they don't really try to figure out the root cause of them and how they're beneficial. It's always like... Just like, I don't know. Then nobody ever like dives deep into it. You <laughs> Every, know? Everybody's very Carl Thomas with it. Yeah. <laughs> Say goodbye. <laughs> I'm emotional. And um, I can't let go. Just all depressed and sad. Right? Like, man, there are some up. good emotions. But yeah, but yeah when we, when, usually when we're uh, irritated with our emotions, they're not the good ones. Yeah, and nobody <laughs> dives deeper into it to like figure out like why are they why? necessary. <laughs> yes. Why? You know, I remember like, yo, you ever like? I know you have, but what? You like got your heart, your heart broken? Oh hell yeah! I experienced that like really late in the life, and I remember like you were one of the first person people I talked I talked to when it happened. I'm like, yo, your heart hurts, right? <laughs> the pain, right? Ow! Ow! Right. So but you want to know another thing on the flip side? You just made me think about it. So, um, like especially like when you meditate, you um, you're supposed to like feel feel it in your heart. And like if you're just sitting here, like I have, I'm I'm so out of the loop. Like I have not been meditating. I have not been aware of anything. Not even my breathing. I'm just I'm just here, just moving. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't feel my heart right now. Like, if I'm breathing, if I do a deep breath in, I don't feel, like, anything, like, flowing into my heart unless I'm, like, <laughs> you dead, super, nigga. I feel a little bit. I feel a little dead inside right You're now. You're dead inside. Um, but, you know, you have to, like, consciously, like, think about it. Like, as you meditate more and be more aware, you always kind of feel, just because, like, that's that, like, the inner joy, you know? You just always, ah, just always, like, breathing mm. out, just, like, positivity. I don't feel like that right now. But... <laughs> Just as you were saying, like, you felt the pain. You can also feel, like, a lot of joy in your heart. Um, so I think that's interesting. Just our yeah. heart feelings. Yeah, it's crazy. Ooh, maybe I that's something about... we can look into later. What's that? Like, just how it just, manifests um, physically? The connect, like, the heart. Um, uh, maybe I'm getting a little too deep now. Because, you know, they always say, like, um, everything stems from your brain. A lot mm. of stuff goes on in your heart, too, besides yeah. just um, pumping blood. Like there's no yeah true yeah there's true. other things that um cause the bodily reactions to happen in your heart like I mean psychological things or whatever 
Well, hold on, hold on. I got something to add to that. Right. I got something to add to that. Right. Um, not just your heart, but like even your your stomach, your microbiome in your stomach, and how that affects your emotional state. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've came across some information that's like crazy, like that'll make you make you uh really try to figure out what's going on with what you're putting in your body as yeah. far as like food and stuff like yeah, that, yeah, and yeah. how that might be affecting mood and how. You know, the gut feeling, mm-hmm. that gut feeling mm-hmm. that people talk about, like, that's a legitimate thing. Our organs are alive. Yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> All right, cool. so back back to emotions. <laughs> yes. Right? Let's the basis. Too, yeah, okay, we're, basis. we are covering the basics on this topic because if we don't cover these basics, the future things that we look into aren't going to make any sense. So we yeah. got to get basically the general vocabulary out there, yeah. <laughs> okay? All right, so um, from an evolutionary standpoint, emotions may signal a change in environment. Emotions also function to get our attention and demand a response. They're motivators, triggers that compel us to react, agents of change and reaction. You know, disgust. If something's nasty, you react to it because that's something that might make us sick. Mm-hmm. You know, um, anger is a reaction to the possibility of confrontation, fear is a reaction to a dangerous situation. So they can either motivate us to change or continue what we're doing. So if we're experiencing sadness, kind of want to get out of that sad state. But if we're experiencing joy, kind of want to stay there as long as possible. Um, Humans are the most self-conscious animals, but what comes along with being self-conscious is the need for survival. Other animals develop some basic emotions, but they haven't developed more complex rational systems, which ultimately determine their place in the hierarchy for the food chain. Under our boot. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Under our rule. Under our boot. Let me stop. Right. Um, All right, so you, you Look, and I wonder more... if that can even get called into question nowadays. Like, what do you mean? Have you ever seen, like, how um, emotional, like, cows are? How they're oh, yeah. kind of like they're like really sweet and cuddly and shit, and it's like, oh, I didn't even know they had those types of emotions. Yeah, I saw a video and it was like a, like a cow that's like been inside for dumb long, like they were breaking some sort of farming laws or whatever, and it finally uh-huh. got out. Uh-huh. Bruh, they he he was having a blast. He was oh, just he's running around, the legs. yeah, I think I kicking saw that the legs up. Yeah, I'm cows like, are crazy. like super sweet. I was like, I had no idea. Um, uh-huh. all right, all right. So. so you did some more scientific research on this, so you can explain the area of the brain that controls emotions. So mm-hmm. this is this is Brit, this is Brit, Brit, Brit. The Brit science, knocks the, the science, science fox. <laughs> <That's>, ew. <laughs> that ain't it. That ain't it. The science fox. It. As I the just said, the animals fox. are beneath us. Yeah. Right. Okay, I can't. I got to be a human. <laughs> Bill, get back Bill, under that boot. Bill, Bill. <laughs> get it back under the boots. Bill, 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 Bill. Yeah, All that right. was the Good. show. That was. Okay. Yeah, he was not even a scientist. I know, I know. It's, it's a just, I, uh, <sighs> it's a lot going a on with that. I was like, really? We've been lied to, right? Straight up lied to, and now they go to him for professional like opinions and shit too, which is so ridiculous. He's a fucking sir. actor, and y'all are having him on CNN asking him what he thinks about global warming. I mean, I guess, but that's America. Anyway. Huh. <laughs> All right. So, the area of the brain that controls emotions is called the limbic system. Uh, you can find the structures of the limbic system buried deep within the brain. So, it's not 
in the middle, but it's kind of like the lower middle. So it's right above the brainstem and under the cerebral cortex. So the brainstem is, you know, the part that goes down to your spine. So it's right above there. So right in the, you know, in the back of your head. (laughs) So the major structures of the limbic system are called the hippocampus and the amygdala. Now, the hippocampus comes as a pair. You know, we have two sides of our brain, so one on each side. And it it resembles the shape of a curvy seahorse. So that is essentially the memory center of our brains. So here is where our memories are pretty much stored and filed away. And um, I guess we can pull other pieces of it throughout the cerebral cortex, but that's the main part, the little file cabinet. (laughs) The hippocampus is the file cabinet. All right. So connections made in the hippocampus also help us associate memories with various senses. So the association for me anyway, between like the scent of apple cinnamon candles and Christmas, like that would be created there. Now, Mm. I don't know about you guys, but apple cinnamon candles can only be burned in the fall or Christmas time for me. Like I, I can't burn that in the, in the summer. Because it just smells like Christmas, and yeah. I just get confused. I don't like it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, mine. I remember like elementary school, uh, like when it was Chicken Nugget Day. <laughs> like Chicken Nugget Day, the fumes like coming. Uh-huh. And it wasn't even good Chicken Nuggets. Yeah, you know yeah. that joint was just like that joint was some some. I don't even know what but, they make. You know, chicken kids. Nuggets. It's just Chicken Nuggets are the best. Yo, did you ever see? Um, it was like a chef trying to show kids what they're eating. And yes, he like throws, they didn't get Bruh, bruh. So he throws, he takes like all these pieces of chicken, like all the pieces you don't want, the, the bones, and he grinds it up. And as he's grinding it up, uh-huh. the kids are like, nasty. Duh. All the parts of the chicken you don't want, like, nasty. Right? <laughs> then he takes it out. He forms a little patty, puts a little bread on it. And then um, fried it he's up. like, he was like, fried it up. He was like, now who wants to eat that? Every last one of those kids <laughs> raised their hands. <laughs> Hell yeah! I, I was thinking like, like I looked at it too. I was like, "Yeah, me too." <laughs> right? <laughs> I still, I still monster. I still throw down on some on some McDonald's chicken nuggets. Oh yo. my gosh! Yeah, those are beak wings. Yeah, yo, made out of one hundred percent beak. <laughs> right. <laughs> the other day, I took Shay to McDonald's. He wanted a fucking McFlurry, and I told him, "I said, don't get your hopes up. You know that machine always broken." Yeah, we so need anyway, to get to the bottom of that. Anyway, the machine was broken, and you know he's like, "Man, come on!" I was like, "I told you." Anyway, <laughs> he got some nuggets because he was like, "Well, he wanted me." I was like, "F it, whatever." I got him some nuggets. I never take him to McDonald's. We go probably three times a year, so mm-hmm. I got him some nuggets. And he was like, "You want this last one? Like, it just tastes like nothing." And I'm like, <laughs> "And I'm like, what?" McNuggets pop. What you talking about? <laughs> Let me get that jump. So I eat it. It literally tasted like nothing. I was like, ew. Yeah. Like, I can't believe the day came. I finally said these nuggets is nasty. Maybe they put, I don't know, a little salt or something. They, you, they changed you, the recipe. In, hold on, but what, what sauce is Sweet and sour, nigga. Sweet and sour. It oh, had yeah, no only one flavor. It was weird. Anyway, we were getting way off topic. <laughs> nah, nah, Fuck keep McDonald's. Going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> All right. The hippocampus is also important for spatial orientation and our ability to navigate the world. So just knowing how to walk straight up, you know, not falling over when you walk. I guess you kind of learn that when you're a baby, right? You know Mm. (laughs) how babies got to learn how to get their balance. Um, And also not, you know, knowing not to walk too close to the end of the bed where you can clip your little ankle. Yeah. Ankle bone. Uh, I think it's crazy how um, 
you know, it's responsible for like physical spatial recognition. Mm-hmm. But it's also like where we file away long-term memories that uh-huh. we can access. So right. like it's kind of like this allows us to imagine our our past and our future selves. Yeah. So like doing all that to, shit subconsciously. It's yeah, crazy. subconsciously. So like in order to have the ability to access past and future selves, it opens the doorway for self-reflection. So unlike uh, primitive and more basic emotions we share with other primates, we're capable of experiencing what they call moral emotions like pride guilt embarrassment shame shame sorry i had to do it shame Uh, uh, these these tend to emerge after self-reflection which supports a theory that emotions are a result of self-evaluations like there's like an ongoing debate Mm -hmm. of whether emotions are a result of self-evaluation or we're just born with them you know, it's just a learned behavior. Well, I mean, like you said, they they broke them. Like they have moral moral emotions, and I sure they have different categories of emotions. So, of mm-hmm. course, you're born with, I guess, you know, some simple ones. But like you said, pride, guilt, embarrassment. Like you could be born with that. Baby, come out. Yeah. I'm naked. <laughs> Shame. I'm embarrassed. Cover me up. Yeah. I'm naked. But I think what's the right. <laughs> But I think like like what what they're like getting to is what? we have the ability to imagine ourselves in the future mm-hmm. and store stuff from the past. Mm-hmm. So like unlike other animals, like we don't know, they don't know, they can't determine whether those animals are born with emotions. Are you talking about humans? I didn't reason. know you're talking about animals. Well, just in comparison, for comparison's sake. What's the argument but again? What'd you say? The argument is whether like we're born whether we just uh we just react emotionally or like emotions our our reactions with our emotions are triggered from outside influence or not well yeah some of them are some of them aren't yeah. anyway moving I, on I did, yeah moving on i didn't do i, I clearly stop i didn't down do their enough. argument get that shit yeah. out of here kick punt that no I, I, I don't think you're an expert but um, no i didn't say i was an <laughs> expert but i mean come on people want to make arguments just to make arguments just to write articles sometimes i feel like it's like well you look it up. Well, I mean, I'm you just a, wrote it out, so you're the fucking expert. That's I'm going off of your I know, data. I know. Well, that's why it's my fault. It's my fault. I should have read more into it. If I was no, you're it. fine. I'm just saying. I see. You know me. I always find articles, and I'm always like, "Well, this is stupid." But I'm saying, like, <laughs> <laughs> just off of the data that you gave me, I can just uh, get their little argument out of here. Anyway, keep going. All right. So, um, uh, moving on. Mental illness is often. A result of excess emotion. So emotions fuel most psychological orders like phobias, anxiety, trauma, hoarding, drug, alcohol abuse, all that stuff. But what what I get from that is emotion triggers a response. But we've also evolved to be able to self-reflect to address whatever it is. So it's only until we ignore these triggers and don't respond appropriately, they manifest themselves into something more detrimental. Yeah. So I guess that's like, um, I guess as they use the terminology suppressing your emotions, Mm -hmm. I guess that plays into that and how people use things like drug and alcohol to suppress emotions so they don't have to address them. So, hmm. yeah, we do a lot of things that uh, mask the root issue when we don't want to deal with it or confront the things that are bothering us. True. And like the phobias, how people cope. Right. Coping is not a good thing. Right. And, like, the different phobias, like you said, too, I know people are like, I'm terrified of birds. And it's like, I know something happened to you before with a bird. You're going to be afraid of birds your whole life. 
Yeah. <laughs> Let me not laugh at people's phobias because I'm freaking terrified of roller coasters. So, and I can't get Are over you it. really? I cannot get over it. I hate drops. I don't care about going upside down. None of that. Just the dropping, that feeling in your stomach, it feels mm-hmm. like death. I hate it. You you know that's like your organs, like your stomach not, lifting up. Yeah, I can feel it. It doesn't yeah, feel fun. I hate it. I'm like, how do people like this? That's you know what's funny? What? We're, we're like, you always like this? Hell yeah. I've always, right, so, I, oh, I keep trying and I can't get over it. I'm not, I'm done trying. Yeah, Even like I on a like, plane, if it drops a little bit, like I lose uh-huh. my shit. Like I will grab strangers. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like I can't help it. I just tense up and uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh. Yeah, no, nah, I feel you. Like my I heart rate like just went up. Think about it. like I can watch, you know, the videos. Are sweaty. Your palms are yeah, no, you... no, they really are. You know them people that um they show like the videos of people like on the roller coasters and passing out and shit. Like uh-huh. I never I like I rarely laugh because 'cause I'm like, yo, that would be me. Like I feel That's you. real. <laughs> you know what gets me those like those Russian guys that be on top of buildings doing backflips oh on the edge. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Um, I used to have a really bad fear of heights. Um, mm-hmm. but I can get over that. I just can't get over the falling shit. Like that's my number one fear: the falling. Um, mm-hmm. we went to something called um One Liberty Observation Deck, and it's like one of those things. You know, you go to the top and you can see the whole city. They have that down at Liberty Place now. Okay. And um Liberty Place in Philly, right? Mm-hmm. Philadelphia. Yeah, right there on sixteenth and market. Okay. Yeah, so you go up to the it's not even like that high, but it's high enough. I think I don't know what floor it was. I wanna say it was like sixty or seventy. I don't remember how many I mean it's high enough. I uh, maybe it was sixty floors, I don't remember. But we had already went out drinking. <laughs> Me and Bree. <laughs> 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 like, why would I drink before doing this? I thought it would help. So we were going, um, just on a whim, we went, and like it was almost sunset time, too, so we're like, oh, it's going to be tight. So, look at me, I'm already like... <laughs> you're, already, you're already reliving so, it. Yeah, we get up there, I had to stand against the wall for like 10 minutes. Like, I couldn't walk to the edge. Like, what's wrong? I was like, just give me a moment, just give me a second. And like, <laughs> I slowly, then they had like these little tables, like with chairs and stuff, because I think they have like a cocktail hour and stuff at some mm. some days. So then I moved to the table. Like, I had to make baby steps. Like, all right, I moved to the table. Okay, I can kind of see. Okay, let me, like, let my let me, let me myself calm down. Then eventually, once I got myself, you know. Yeah, adjusted. Then I could go to the window and have more fun. But it took, I, did, I, did, I thought I was going to be brave and not punk out. <laughs> well, no. don't feel bad because when I was younger, I used to go on roller coasters all the time. Uh-huh. And I haven't been to an amusement park since, like. 2009 i want to say but when i went like i was like i'm not think I'm, I'm growing up to be a little bit of a bitch like i don't <laughs> fuck with it like i used to i'm really? like oh uh, no i don't know about that uh-huh yeah dang okay <laughs> yeah because that's how that's how my sister is now because they were always like i was always the only one no me and my brother we always stay back like i'll hold uh-huh. i'll hold the bags and shit like <laughs> i'll go play some games while y'all do that i'm good Okay. Yeah. I used to hate class trips though. Ugh. Yeah, because you kind of like had to go. There, yo, there's so many times where I was in line and I said, "Fuck this!" and walk right out of line, walk right past everybody. Oh, pretty that. Nah, I don't care, yo. I don't care because every time I tried to be brave, I lost my shit. Like, yeah, I lost my, my brother shit was always. I was always just trying to follow my brother, and he all about that. I don't know if he still is, but uh-huh. he's all about. We used to want to go to that. We went to King's Dominion. It was like the highest roller coaster oh, at the time uh-huh. and all that. Got on that, John, almost lost my shit. Right. Shay's, I think Shay's about that life, and that's not going to, 
<laughs> Somebody got to go with him. I t- I, I, did I does. tell you how I went with him for one thing? Oh, wow. And I cussed him out in front of everybody. On I, cussed, I didn't mean to, side. but Shay knows me. Like, he don't take, he just laughs at me. He knows, like, he, he knows how I am. Like, he doesn't take it serious. Um, he was, like, rubbing my back and trying to calm me down. <laughs> we were on Aww. the cruise. When we went to the Shay Bahamas. was, like, probably, like, six when this happened. Oh, my God. All right. So, if he's nine now, this is what roughly two and a half years ago so yeah maybe seven he might have like just turned seven kind of um because we went in the summer and his birthday's in april all right so yeah we were on the carnival cruise and there's these water slides i've never been on a water slide like because i've always been like never been on water because they look like it looks like a fucking drop i'm like nah yeah thank you so I'm like, mm, I'm good. Like I never, I mean, I've been on a water slide, but never like one of the ones where you're just like solo. You gotta cross your arms. And, I'm not doing that. I'll go on uh, the big raft shit, you know, like that type of. Even that's kind of like, I'm a punk, y'all. I'm sorry, but anyway. <laughs> so yeah, the other kids that were in our group, they were doing something with their mom. So it was just me and Shay, and the the water slide. He's seven, and the water slide was so big. So I'm like, even like the climb up to the top of the water slide like we're already in the middle of the freaking ocean and mm-hmm. the, see you left that out i'm in, not with that yeah, i ain't with cruise. the middle of the ocean yeah we're in the yeah, middle I'm not with of the ocean, ocean and nope. the motherfucker's Thank already you. swaying because of the winds and stuff so it's already kind of swaying so i can't stand on the ground and watch my baby go all the way up there uh-huh. you know what i'm saying so i'm like fuck so <laughs> i'm like maybe it won't be that bad you know maybe just be a little slide down you know maybe we'd be all right so I, I didn't know what to do. I had to. I, it was either I, you know, man up or I got to watch him because I was just paranoid even about the, the weight up because it was a lot. It was a lot of people. Yeah. And him just standing there by himself going all the way up. And he was just being a brat and didn't want to wait for other people. And I was just like, all right, yo. So I think this is going to be like the last time he could go before we got off the boat. <sighs> so. <laughs> yeah, you cussed your son out. So we're climbing, yeah, we're going up, and it's just like the climb is forever. I start feeling it rocking back and forth, and I'm like, "Yo, yeah." That's I didn't notice it was rocking until I got up there. So Shay told me the slide that would be the least traumatizing, and it looked like a, it didn't look too bad. So he wanted to go on the most dangerous one, of course. He's like, "Yeah, I'm getting on this one." I'm just like, "What?" His father is the same, like his dad is the same way I am. Like he ain't about that life uh. either. So I don't know where he gets this. So. All right, so he goes down the slide. I take my little punk slide. So I'm like, all right, so I get in. I'm like, okay, maybe this won't be so bad. So it starts off slow, right? So I'm just like, all right, all right, we good, we good. Maybe if I kind of, you know, keep my feet to the side, I can, like, slow it down or something, right? Uh, that jump went down one hump with pew. Like, yo, I couldn't <laughs> even. I was, like, I was trying to, like, hold the sides, something. I said, well, I'm going to break my hand. Like, I didn't know what to do. Sides. I, I was trying to do anything to slow down. Then I just said, fuck it. I got to just eat this. It lasted for so long. Like, I had time to really think about it. When is this going to stop? When is this uh, going to be over? I'm still going. Oh, my God. This is terrible. It was so fast. Like, oh, my God. Like, my soul left my body. Like, so then I come <laughs> out at the bottom and I jump up. And Shay's like, hey. And I'm like, fuck you, Shay. <laughs> 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 so you imagine all the other people like where's all these white folks all these other people just standing around and watching us and they're just sitting lounging on the beach chair that because yeah. and you see like everybody watches everybody come out and i hop up fuck you shay to this little thing. 
seven year old. Yeah, and he's just laughing, and he just comes and pats me. He's just like, "Mommy, I was shaking, yo, I was shaking Aww. so bad. Like I had to sit down. I'm shaking. He's just rubbing my back, and I'm like, no. I was like, you said it wasn't that bad. You said it wasn't that bad. He's like, it's not. <laughs> like, that is hilarious. I'm traumatized. Uh, <laughs> That's why, like, I be trying, yo, and every time I don't, I don't handle it well. But I couldn't let yeah. my baby go alone. But so I'm proud of myself for doing it. But it was terrible. Next time uh, he will be waiting for someone else. Oh. Thanks. All right. All right, let's let's get yeah. back on track. Let's get back on track. Okay. Uh, where were we? All right. Uh, so, explain the limbic the limbic system, right? All right? So let's go back to the limbic system. Uh, I said it's the hippocampus and the amygdala are the two main parts. Now I'm going to talk about the amygdala. The, I'm going to talk about the amygdala. <laughs> amygdala. Yeah, that's an amigo's track. <laughs> amygdala, amygdala, amygdala. Amygdala, amygdala. Amygdala, amygdala. My hippocampus. <laughs> hippocampus. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. So the function of the amygdala came to the attention of um, emotion researchers I saw in 1939. So they were testing on monkeys and they removed their amygdala. And once they did, they began to show bizarre patterns of behavior. So they became fearless, hypersexual, and they showed no emotion or they became like irrationally aggressive. Mm. Um, they weren't able to make the connection between memory and how they should respond emotionally without the amygdala intact. So emotion researchers um, have been working on mapping the neural connections that make up learning and memory formation in the amygdala. So suppressing or stimulating activity in the amygdala can influence the body's emotional reactions, um, as they found out. So, mm. I mean... Obviously, they've probably done some human testing, but I couldn't find any information on that. No, I mean, it's out there, but we ain't. I was cool. looking. They ain't putting it out there. I mean, it's out there, but not out there for the public, mm. you know, because I'm like, how y'all doing this? But like, all right. Um, I mean, and there there are people that agree to these things, but anyway, yeah. and I'm sure there's plenty more often than not people that don't agree to these things. But through this research, scientists have identified receptors in the amygdala that could help to develop new types of anti-anxiety drugs. All right. So I guess it would be safe to say that the amygdala is responsible for our ability, like I was saying before, to access past and the future. And that's like the best tool for us to manage our emotions. Mm -hmm. So by doing this, I mean, they can either work for you or against you. It depends on an individual's emotional awareness, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so review. Give them, give them, let's review some of the some okay. of the limbic system functions. All right. So in general, some of the limbic system functions include controlling emotions like anger and fear, uh, regulating your eating, so hunger and thirst, you know, knowing when to stop eating, knowing when to eat, and, you know, knowing when you're thirsty, knowing when you're satiated, uh, responding to plain to plain, <laughs> responding to pain and pleasure, mm-hmm. um, controlling the functions of the autonomic nervous system, and the autonomic nervous system is made up of like your pulse, blood pressure, breathing, arousals, the kind of just subconscious things, mm-hmm. um, that we need to survive. Well, I don't know if we need arousal to survive. Maybe I don't. Know. <laughs> uh, I think we do. <laughs> Sensing sexual, sensing sexual satisfaction, so knowing when to stop, 
I guess those people with the sexual addictions, um, mm-hmm. controlling aggressive or violent behavior and responding to sensory information, especially the sense of smell. And the functions more specifically of the hippocampus, uh, like you were just saying, um, that, you know, access to our past and future is a tool to help manage our emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, Functions of the hippocampus include learning new skills from reward and punishment systems or reinforcement and failure. So kind of knowing if I do this, I can get this. Or if I don't do this, if I do this, this will be the result of yeah, just consequences. I guess you know, learning consequences of things um, are formed in there. So remembering from the past, I did this before, and da 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 da. Yeah. Um. So also forming short term and long term memories through consolidating information. So I guess that ties into that as well. Um, recognition of what's familiar versus what's new, and navigation or sense of direction. And once again, the tying together smells with specific memories. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, like I was saying before, back on those like moral emotions, if we were to take like shame, for example, mm-hmm. um, that's something that's tied to preventing us from repeating the same behavior that's harmful to others. However, the only thing that prevents us from being harmful to ourselves is our ability to recognize, access, and respond appropriately to change and be in uh to change in the behavior we exhibit. Uh on another note, I I, I was looking into some things uh, like, you know, positive things about emotions. Mm-hmm. Um how they pertain to maintaining social bonds and uh, their impact on society. We wear most of our emotions outwardly through facial expressions, change in body language. Our ability to perceive these social signals help shape society. So this is how empathy is possible, being able to place ourselves in other people's shoes, use our imagination, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Emotions allow us to perceive other people's emotions and in turn tailor our interaction to make that person more comfortable or if I'm an asshole, I make them more uncomfortable. (laughs) Uh, this allows for society to emerge based on our interactions with others. Uh, I think that's important. And we always, our running theme on this podcast is we're always talking about the effects of social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it always comes back to that. Mm-hmm. And, and you miss a lot of these, these social cues. True. You know, um, if I'm talking to somebody with my thumbs, I'm not seeing how they're reacting. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting the, uh, the context of which things are saying. You ever had like a miscommunication in text message? <laughs> like almost every day. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> right? So that's emotions are a big deal in just communication. Communication is a running theme on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I also want to point out one thing. I think or well, I know I have, mm-hmm. but I think people get feelings and emotions mixed up. Mm-hmm. Feelings and emotions are different. Feelings feed emotions. So if you're feeling lonely that leads to sadness sadness being the emotion that mm. you're feeling uh-huh. <laughs> that you're feeling mm-hmm. yeah they're easy to get mixed up <laughs> they're easy to get mixed yeah, up yeah i want i want to look more into the difference yeah i see what yeah. you're saying but yeah i want i want to see more examples all right um your limbic system you looked up some information on some uh some ways to strengthen it yeah. To strengthen it. So well, yeah, because I saw they were talking about 
you know, they were doing research study to create new anti-anxiety drugs. And I'm like, okay, but I'm sure there's natural ways to yeah. always trying to push some fucking pharmaceuticals, to right? Tubes, huh? Always trying to get us on a pill. Yeah. All right. So some natural ways to assist some natural ways to assist in strengthening your limbic system are the use of essential oils. And I've always seen them around and I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like, especially like at Whole Foods and stuff, they got a plethora and I'm just like, okay, like I know, you know, you can add some to maybe. just be expensive as hell at Whole Foods, bro. But like, I know, you know, you can add some just for the scent or, you know, there's other ones like tea tree that are healing, but there's so many. And I'm like, okay, what are all these for? Um, I love tea tree oil. Yeah, it's the bomb. I use that on my beard. Yeah. You smell like a mothball. You smell like moth. <laughs> what's it called? A mothball. But, but like, like, if you have a cut or something, put some tea tree oil in it. It's, really? it's healing very quickly. Really? Yeah. When I had stitches on my thumb, um, I actually healed it too much, and it had a hard time getting the stitches out. Like I should have oh, just wow. removed the stitches myself. Yeah, because it healed. It, it was too long of a wait with me using oh. the tea tree oil. It um, you know, sped up the recovery. And um, aloe, aloe vera too, fresh from the plant. It's really great for burns and cuts to heal mm. them up. And disinfo- tea tree oil is de- a good disinfectant too. Anyway. It smells like it. Don't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, the essential oils can have a dramatic effect on the limbic system and how you feel because, like I've said a few times, the sense of smell is a strong function in the limbic system, um, tying the smells to memories and situations. So once again, just like thinking of the smell of your favorite meal and how it might remind you of family or smelling gas indoors or smoke and being able to sense danger. Mm. Um, the strong fragrances the oils hold can make their way into your bloodstream and travel directly through the blood brain barrier very quickly. And once engaged, the sensors emit strong emotional signals so based on the smell starting from your limbic system and spreading throughout the rest of your body to places like your heart and digestive tract, they can help lower your blood pressure. All right. So I'm, I'm saying this a little mixed up. Okay. Now go ahead. Take All your right. Because I, I just want to reiterate that um, the limbic system controls the functioning of the autonomic nervous system, which includes your pulse and blood pressure. Mm-hmm. So... If your blood pressure, say, is raising up to high, like high levels that can be dangerous from your emotions, you know, getting frustrated about something or, you know, finding out some bad information that will hurt your heart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All these things can raise your blood pressure. And if you have these oils, whatever, you know, oil that pertains to that um function specifically if it could help you calm down and lower your blood pressure you know it's just all connected i don't know yeah. if that makes sense no no it does okay. it does i hope it makes sense for everybody out there but <laughs> look it up if you're interested look the shit up on your own yeah. some work. you can't do everything <laughs> but yeah so just like if you're a person that gets anxious very easily or overwhelmed very easily maybe looking up an oil that pertains to lowering blood pressure would be good for you Cause I have an Apple watch and every time I'm like irritated or something happens that like my blood pressure shoots up, my watch is like, maybe you should try breathing. Like, shut up, bitch. Stop it. Yeah. It's funny (laughs) because I'll know too, if I'm like irritated or something, I feel my heart rate go up all of a sudden, I feel my watch click and I'm like, it's probably telling me to breathe. 
Like, mind your business. Mind your fucking business. <laughs> mind your business, bitch. But, um, yeah, that's interesting. That's probably something that would be good for me. Yeah. But um, new scientific evidence shows that inhaling essential oils may be one of the fastest ways to control, to create physiological or psychological benefits, which include decreasing anxiety, anger, even fatigue. Mm. Fatigue. That might be a good one. Yeah. So since most of us are dealing with anxiety. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Fatigue. Everybody, we're all tired, but we all seem to be very anxious as well. Yeah. So I looked up specifically which oils would help with anxiety. And some of the ones I saw were basil or basil oil, lavender, bergamot, uh, frankincense, and chamomile. But mm. there were a bunch of other ones. These are just a few. Um, mm. But I want to start playing around with some of these and, you know, seeing the outcome. I also saw, like, for, but for instance, like, there's so many different ones, too, because, like, for instance, like, lemongrass was one for lowering anxiety. But I hate the smell of lemongrass. It makes me nauseous. I don't know why. I just can't let it go. Yeah. So that would not be a good one for me. You know, I think it's whack. I think like people hear essential oils and they think it's like part of some like mysticism. Yeah, it's like some, really not some that joint. Deep. It just mm-hmm. gets like discredited. Like there's no yeah. no health benefits. If you're yeah. gonna be mad at something, I, I would I would say like I can see people being more like upset with crystals, healing crystals, mm-hmm. than actual oils. That yeah, I mean they they uh, I think they funny? have an effect. I want to say something about crystals too because I knew I, you would. <laughs> I knew you would. I I'm not going to get that. too. I know. I'm not going to get too deep about that. But I just want to say this one thing because somebody tried to add me on Facebook, and I was looking at their profile, and they were selling crystals. So I'm like, okay. So I'm looking. They have all these random crystals next to each other, like making like necklaces and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you got to really know which crystals you're putting next to each other too, because. They all have different functions. That's just like mixing a bunch of oils together and expecting, you know, just some random outcome. Like, you got to know what you're putting next to each other and what energies you're putting next to each other. You might be fucking yourself up. Mm. You want to buy all these random crystals and not know which ones match with each other. Um, So just be careful of that, especially if you're just purchasing crystals from wherever. You know, know who you're purchasing them from. Know which energies you're bringing into your house Mm -hmm. and also look up what each crystal means and if they work well with each other because you don't be walking around with these crystals throwing off your energy or making you imbalanced so just a little bit of advice (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely baited you into that i know know nothing about i just just got mad about this the other day and i'm like this motherfucker Uh, selling like you just you, you don't even know what you're putting together you're just selling people this and you got like 15 crystals in one necklace like I hope you know what all those mean. You about to have somebody around here tweaking out, like. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, there's some crystals that are kind of like universal, like, uh, um, and I'm not no stop like selenite. But <laughs> all right, let's, let's, let's stop. I'm done. So uh, anyway, uh, besides the use of essential oils, some other ways to keep your limbic system healthy are practicing deep breathing. I don't know if I know for me, I breathe very shallow most of the time. I do not uh-huh. breathe deeply. I don't pay attention to it. I'm always kind of just... <laughs> <laughs> always startled. <laughs> so deep breathing practices are very good just for calming and bringing attention to yourself and, you know, being mindful of how you're feeling and all those types of things. 
Mm-hmm. Um, trying visualizations or guided imagery. Um, what is guided imagery? Is that like somebody? I don't. I, don't, I mean, it it sounds really corny, but I've done it a few times and it's cool. But it's just it looks it sounds corny. You know what I mean? Because okay. it's just like, all right, sit down, close your eyes. It's like kind of listening to somebody tell you what to do, which is okay. helpful, especially if you can't really focus your mind enough to do it on your own. You have somebody yeah. sitting there and guiding you through it. It just sounds cheesy, you know, just because of the uh, stigma around it. But it's really, it's, it is kind of fun. Okay. Um, You know, those, like, imagine yourself walking into, you know, the woods and find, you find, find you, your see, happy place. you see, a op- your happy you see place. an opening, you see waterfalls. Stay. You're enclosed in. There's vines everywhere. Now, Stop. go behind. <laughs> go behind the little section. You see a secret cove behind the waterfall. <laughs> cove. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm packing my shit up and leaving that section after somebody tells me this. I see a cove. I see a cove. I do not see a cove. All I think about is like Zelda with the little, um, the Zora people. Oh, yeah. yeah. That little underwater jump. Yeah, that jump's hot. <laughs> Heck yeah. Anyway, um, exercise, of course. And, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, exercise, um, is a really good one. Cause like, I was yeah. thinking about, um, you know how we always think about exercise, we think about just losing weight and it has so much, so many other benefits. The psychological benefits yeah. of, of exercise and, you know, like you, when you fatigue your body, your mind doesn't have much, much, uh, energy to be concerned with stuff that doesn't need to be yeah on your mind in the present so like you fatigue your body it plays a a good a good role in just you being able to access what i need to be worried about and what i don't yeah. need to be worried about. and it's about. like a meditation because that's what they say during yoga like you're so focused on the poses and stuff you're just being in the moment you're being present uh-huh. and you're just taking that time to kind of quiet your mind and focus and the same thing with extra just any type of exercise you're just focused on that exercise I mean, of course, sometimes you may be thinking of other things, but for the most mm. part, you're like you said, you're so tired and <laughs> you're just thinking yeah. about when is this set going to be over or yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, meditation or guided meditation. Guided meditation is very helpful if you're not used to doing it or if you just uh. need a little help. Um, healing prayers or mantras. So having something you can kind of say to yourself, whatever you're dealing with, maybe you want to help keep calm or you're wishing for more abundance in your life. Just little, um, you can look these different mantras and things up online or you can make up your own. But if you mm-hmm. want help, you know, how to form one, you can look online. Um, but just the habit of just being mindful still and being able to just silence all the nonsense in your mind is very helpful with mm-hmm. being able to control your emotions you know what i want to do yo what i want to do one of those sensory deprivation tanks like where you're like just like floating in like oh yeah and like it's Mm -hmm. just totally dark quiet you never realize like i'm never in a spot where it's completely silent yeah you know like people are rarely just like in a dark place with their with their thoughts right you know but like you were saying, I think it all boils down to trying to be present, trying to be aware, emotionally aware of yourself. That'll help you guide. That'll help you help you navigate through your emotions and through the physical, you know, through the stuff that you might not have control over. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think 
that's it for emotions. Yeah, for the first the general first, yeah, first. overview. Hope you guys could follow along and understand what we were saying. I yeah. think I think we did an okay job. Well, let us know. <laughs> yeah, let, let, us know. let us know. Yeah, I'm let like, us know we if we missed great. anything. I think we did bomb the shit. I think. Alright. <laughs> but um yeah, thank you for listening. Uh we will be back before you know it. Yes. We have some things. Like I said before, we do have some things in store for the end of the year. Um oh, thanks. Let us know too after listening if you have any questions or if you'd like us to elaborate on anything or if you have any other ideas or different angles that we could come at emotions. Um for our next episode because like mm-hmm. I said we wanted to look more into the different organs and how those play into emotions and their functions like the stomach and the heart and then we wanted to really dif- find the difference between feelings and emotions so if you guys have anything else that you yeah. think is clever that you haven't really seen out there let us know yeah for sure um, start the conversation I mean, you know let's let's talk about emotions more I don't think they get talked about enough yeah and that's kind of what we want to do with the podcast. We want to talk about some things. We, we love bullshit. And we love, <laughs> we, we love shooting the shit. But we do want to talk about some things that we feel aren't addressed enough and should be spoken more. Yes. So, again, appreciate all the love. We appreciate you. Yes. And until um, next time. Yep. Yeah. Peace. Thank you.